Welcome to the Feminine Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks so much for joining me today. As promised, today's topic is marriage is discipleship. So here we go. As just a little reminder, last week I mentioned three aspects of Christian discipleship. One, deny yourself. Two, take up the cross. And three, follow Jesus. So that's how I'm going to divide this topic today. First, how is marriage an opportunity to deny yourself? Philippians 2.4 says, Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Self-denial is putting others first. And who are those others? Well, of course, a Christian puts God first. We believe him, love him, and obey him. We put his interest ahead of our own. But in this context, others are all those who are not you. When you're standing in line, the person ahead of you is another. So is the cashier. But closer to home, and since I am talking here about marriage, you put the interest of your husband ahead of your own interest. Ephesians 5, 22 through 33 has a lot of self-denial going on in these verses, so I'm going to read over these, starting with verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands in everything. Your husband is God's appointed head of your family. He's the head of your marriage. So self-denial is being a joyful follower, a helper, an obedient wife, submitting to him as you submit to the Lord. Well, what about husbands? Does Paul leave them out of this charge of self-denial? No, he doesn't. Starting in verse 25, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. And moving on down to verse 33, Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Certainly, husbands are not let off the hook here, but we're talking about wives. I'm talking to wives, not to husbands. Basically, we're to mind our own knitting. We are to obey the commandments that single us out and not be checking on others and whether they're obeying the ones that single them out. We're to be focusing on his charge to us, God's charge to us as wives. When the marriage is going well, and both husband and wife are doing their own duties before God, marriage is a harmonious picture of Christ and his church. And that's why the world hates marriage so much. Eve was made as a helpmeet for Adam, because it was not good for the man to be alone. If you're married, you have a good calling. Your husband needs a helper. It is not good for him to be alone without a help me, and you are his God-given helper. This is a blessed calling because God decreed it. Your husband didn't make it up. Woman was not Adam's idea. He could not have come up with something so glorious. So as Christ's disciple, if you are married, you know that your first assignment is to help your husband. He needs your help in many ways, not least to give him a family. What kind of a blessing is that? 
He who finds a wife finds a good thing and blessing from the Lord. So remember, your calling as a wife. You are good and you are a blessing from the Lord to your husband. He has a big job to do and you are the ordained helper for him, not for someone else. What does he need your help with? Well, you're uniquely gifted by God to make your husband a home, to bring him children, and to help him bring those children up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And to do this requires a lifestyle of self-denial and a lot of macaroni and cheese. Honestly, this is more countercultural than ever. Christian marriage is a powerful culture-building and, in our case, culture-preserving tool. So don't waste your opportunity. Don't squander this gift. Marriage is discipleship. Follow Jesus. Second, we're to take up the cross and follow Jesus. Taking up the cross means encountering troubles and trials with faith. We expect our lives to have troubles. And if we understand what discipleship is, we will know we are to steward those troubles and turn a profit on them. All marriages will have external troubles. They could be financial troubles, health troubles, housing troubles, you name it. Car troubles. External troubles of all kinds can make a marriage strong if those troubles are encountered with faith. But do not let marriage troubles in. Don't let them into your marriage. That is like letting water into the boat. How do you keep troubles from getting into your marriage? Well, you deal with sin when it is little, and you don't wait until it's enormous. You don't tolerate sin. Two of the disciples following Jesus were arguing over who is the greatest. Don't be like those disciples. Don't argue with your husband over who is the greatest. Don't compete with him. Support him. Don't become bitter toward him. Pray for your husband. Be humble. Be his helper, not his competition. His companion, not his adversary or critic. He is your head and you are the body. Enjoy that relationship and be grateful for it. Follow your husband. Don't chase him. Follow him. Don't steer. A godly woman is a builder. She's building her house with wisdom. Or, as you can readily see in our culture, she is tearing it down with her own hands. But a godly woman is fruitful. She is not afraid of work, and she is not idle. She works with her own hands. Consider the impact you can have on your home if you are a cheerful, hardworking wife and mother, a disciple of Christ. Never, ever has a family been under such an assault as it is right this minute. A house built with wisdom can withstand the assault, but pay attention to your duties and don't slack off. Don't leave your home vulnerable by drifting off. Following Jesus is the third and most important point. We deny ourselves and we follow him when we walk in obedience and faith. Remember, we are taking up his cross. He has given us our marching orders, and we don't have to invent our own. Submitting to God is following Jesus. And what has he told us to do? He can bring our lowly, daily, faithful duties to a glorious outcome. He can grow our children up to stand in the gates with us against the world. Expect to encounter resistance. Of course, the devil would like to make you focus on yourself, your needs and feelings, and to just help you become resentful and to dish up a nice bowl of resentment. But hold your needs and feelings up to the word. Submit to God. Resist the devil. The world is shouting at you 
all about who you should want to be, but don't listen. Change the station. Read the word. The flesh wants you to pout and moan about how hard it is to be a wife and mother. You are a queen moaning in a palace. You've been given so much. Run to your duties with faith. Respect and honor and obey your husband, just like you promised you would do in your marriage vows. Be his helper, not his bossy roommate. This is not an old idea that is no longer relevant. This is not following some idea I made up. This is following Jesus, denying yourself, taking up your cross. And this is what gives your life purpose and meaning and joy. You are a disciple. Follow Jesus. Marriage is discipleship. Thanks so much for joining me today. Blessings on your week. Before I go, I want to let you know about my page on Canon Plus. That's where you can find all my audiobooks, audio series, conference talks, and more. Go to mycanonplus.com or click the link in the show notes and have a look around.